Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. All right, guys. Welcome in. It is Saturday night, March 19th, 6.02 Mountain Time. means it's time for an episode of Mile High Insiders. I am your host, Nick Kendall, and joined by, as always, for these Saturday shows, Luke Patterson. Luke, welcome back. I uh, hope you're doing well. You look like maybe a little bit of tan. Maybe going Yeah, on man. Yeah, just barely any burn, but uh, certainly coming back darker from my vacation in the Florida Keys where everyone in Florida is talking about the Denver Broncos. I talked to Dolphins fans, Bucks fans, Jags fans, uh, multiple vacationers from around the AFC. All eyes are on the Broncos. So aside yeah. from having a great trip and having to pinch myself every time I woke up in the beautiful Keys to even grasp the concept russell wilson is here uh it's just still a pinch yourself moment and i I would be remiss if we didn't obviously pay our respects to john clayton uh Mm -hmm. that was devastating news i I actually found out nick gave me a text and um nick knows just like everyone else in this business how influential john clayton is and was and will always continue to be so definitely wanted to get that out there as well yeah john clayton met him at the uh, combine multiple times talked with him one draft class, uh, I think it was my first combine, was the Christian McCaffrey one, and talked with him for a bit wow. about it and like the value of him. And then uh, the next year, I'm like, "Hey, John, yeah, I probably don't remember." He's like, "Nick, how you doing?" I was like, "Oh, really cool. Thanks, wow, John." Wow, man, uh, that's so, so cool. I didn't know that. That's that's wicked. That's a that's a, a story you're going to be telling your kids, and yeah. um, it just seems like he's touched so many people, man. And like you said, you probably don't remember my name, and he called you right out. What's up, yeah. Nick? I mean, that's these are the stories we're hearing today about John. So that's yeah. awesome, man. I appreciate you sharing that. I kind of gave me goosebumps. Yeah, good guy. Um, I always love the. Uh, the ESPN segment too, where he's like, he's such a professional and he does it and then takes down his hair. He's like, mom, my segment's done. Like classic. Um, what else is classic is Sean coming in here. Hi, someone reply. Hi. Um, hi, Sean. It's good to see you. Please. We're here. What we like to do is create the streams a little bit early. So there's a room there um, to get it going, but we got Scott's in the house. Not, the, not the other Scott, Scott Polston saying, hello. Good to see you. Nathan Lutala, 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 Lutala. I, I, Nathan, I know I've said your name. I before. got this. Nathan Leituala. How about that? Boom. That's I'm just coming straight better. off the island, boy. Um, no, what's up, Nathan? Good to see you. Obviously getting in some Josh Johnson talk as the Broncos are expected to ink Josh Johnson. Yeah. I'm waiting for those numbers to come out, Nick, just like we're waiting for the numbers for Deshaun Williams to yeah. come out as well. But it's good to see you, Nathan. Uh, our good friend Stu McPeak is in the house. Absolutely got to say what's up to Stu. Stu Master, our guy. Uh, our pal, I want to say Robert Powell, uh, that would sound familiar as well, saying mm-hmm. what's up, the three amigos. We got one of us, two of us are running right now. Uh, Scott's going to be hopping in in just a bit because that guy, man, he's busy from, from dawn till dusk. He's running around some kids, getting some of his sports in. So mm-hmm. Scott will be joining us here in a little bit. Our good friend Kathy, Kathy. got to say hello as always. We've got a good stream going right now, and let's kick it off to our guy. First one in the room, Mr. Sean Manzanares. Nick, if you could sign one star onto your favorite team, who would it be? Also, what's your favorite team? Well, obviously the Broncos' favorite team. Actually, I mean, when I started joining Mile High Huddle, uh, just for the sake of being or losing my bias as much as I could became more of a fan of the Iowa Hawkeyes uh, than the Denver Broncos. Cause trying to be even keel. Sometimes it's pretty hard. You know, you get excited when uh, you've been a team covering meandering the quarterback purgatory for years. And then you get Russell Wilson. Yeah. That's still going to get you excited, whether you're partial or impartial, but uh, what player would I want on this team? I am a large proponent of 
if you're talking about a singular player, you want to go for positions that are much more impactful with a singular player. Um, so like positions like the offensive line, that's much more about the collective. While it's nicer to have a great offensive tackle, um, if you have a bad right tackle, that one good tackle isn't going to help you that much. Um, so that's one spot. Also, the the secondary, you obviously it's great to have a number one cornerback. It changes the math for you for what you can do. But if you have, you know, a bad second corner, a bad third corner, that first corner is going to uh, have issues with you. So I look for positions where those singular guys can be more impactful. Pass rushers. That's the one that stands out for me. We already have the quarterback. Take the quarterback off this one. I guess if I could have, you know, Josh Allen uh, rather than Russell Wilson or maybe even Justin Herbert given, you're talking 15 plus years versus six to 10. Uh, I know Russell Wilson says 10 to 12. We'll see. Um, but um, I think the pass rusher, youngest, best one I see in the game right now is probably Miles Garrett. If you could add Miles Garrett to this team for the next 10 years, um, that would be probably the guy I would go with. I'll stick with the edge rushers just for argument's sake because we're talking about position of need. And um, I absolutely love the Randy Gregory signing. We're going to get into that in here a little bit. But for me, man, I'm, I'm looking at unrestricted free agents right now that are out there. I want an old dog, but an old dog that means something to me. And the rest of the Rocky Mountain Mile High region, that's Calais Campbell. Uh, he's coming off of a season with Baltimore where he's battled injuries, but at times that old dog sitting at the ripe age of 35 was the starter and the lone wolf on that defensive line. Um, I think it's something to have a little bit of a veteran voice in the room. And yeah. while Randy Gregory is certainly going to be leaned on to be a leader and Bradley Trubb is trying to ascend into his role, a veteran leader like like a DeMarcus Ware and stuff like that is always mentioned. So we'll get into some of the unrestricted free agents and positions in need as the show rolls on. Before we go any further, let's say what's up to Dylan Von Arks. Dylan does a ton of work for us behind the scenes, and uh, he doesn't get the the respect or the due he should from the public because he likes to just keep it humble, man, and keep his grind to the or his nose to the grindstone, rather. Thanks, Dylan. What's up, Broncos country? Make sure you hit that like button on the way in and subscribe if you haven't already. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Dylan. Make sure you guys do hit the Heart, like, react, care emoji, whatever, and uh, subscribe to the show if you haven't yet. Holy Diver coming in saying, yeah, we do need another defensive end. Campbell would be a good choice. It does sound like Campbell's close to the end of his career. Maybe one more go. Uh, but the Broncos do need some depth on that defensive line, without a doubt. Uh, we also got um, Willem come in, seemed like a little kid, talking about uh, Sean. Sean, we're saying hello. How you doing, Sean? Ashley's in the house. Ashley Watson. Sup, fellas? Good to hear. Uh, good to see Ashley. Love to shout out our Mile High Huddle ladies. Uh, do you guys think Peyton will draft a quarterback late to fill the room? If so, who? I, I definitely possible. Um, the name that ha- keeps coming to to mind, or it keeps coming up, uh, rumors wise, is Caleb Ellaby, the quarterback from Western Michigan. Had a pretty good year there, throwing to Sky Moore, who's probably going to be a top fifty, top sixty draft pick uh, this cycle, and uh, has a profile that I would say is similar to Russell Wilson. He's not Russell Wilson, but the squatter guy, decent down the field arm. He's one to keep an eye on. Um, also, there's not much good uh, Brown tape out there, or. Princeton, I can't remember the quarterback was that the Ivy League uh, guy. I thought he looked really good in the uh, the combine throwing the ball around there. So he's another one to keep an eye on day three. They definitely could draft a quarterback to fill out the room. Uh, But what do you think, Luke? I like Bailey Zapp a little bit out of Western Kentucky, if I'm being honest. I think he fits that mold, at least for the quarterback room, which we'll get into. That He's, you know, 6'1", 220. He's nothing big. Um, Josh Johnson, I think, is only 6'2". And I think he's sitting around 215, 220. So Russell Wilson, obviously not six foot two, sitting right around 5'10. We'll call it six foot just for argument's sake. But um, no, those those are interesting questions. I mean, you start looking at taking a quarterback in the late round, and is it really a gamble at a certain point? And to me, it's not if you're not using a premium pick, which is obviously one through three. And uh, I like Bailey Zapp. I'm a little curious, but Overall, I'm really tickled to see how the the quarterback room is forming here. You got Russell Mm -hmm. Wilson, Josh Johnson, and don't forget, Brett Rippon is still in the mix. This team was sure to keep him around last year. We're all wondering why. Maybe we'll get that reason here this summer in training camp. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The guy I was thinking of is EJ Perry, quarterback from Brown. So uh, keep an eye on him, too. I thought he he tested well. He's really high uh, metrics as far as his athleticism. A little squatter, um, short quarterback as well. But, I mean, Broncos are dealing with a short quarterback. So uh, EJ Perry. 
Uh, Rock Chalk Broncos coming in. Good luck to you. Is, is Kansas still in the tournament? I'm going to be completely honest with you. Once the Iowa Hawkeyes once again flamed out in the first round, I kind of was like, okay, March sadness has begun. March madness is over for me. Um, but uh, Rock Chalk Broncos, hopefully the Jayhawks are still in it. Uh, good evening, Nick and Luke. With the Broncos now tight against the cap, who are some potential value menu free agents who you'd like to Ooh. sign who would be available? Um, one who comes to mind for me is uh, – the guys that you've already let uh, walk that could be coming back. Bryce Callahan and Kareem Jackson. Those are two names that I would be keeping an eye on. I know that the Broncos have yet to sign Kareem Jackson. Some people are like, oh, they're giving him a low ball offer. I've heard that Kareem Jackson maybe isn't as interested in going through the entire offseason regiment and program um, at this point in his career. So uh, he might be more interested in signing closer to the season starts. Um, so keep an eye on him for that. Uh, but um, those are some guys that stick out to me as far as the the, the cheap guys, you're looking for cornerbacks. So I think Teron Young from uh, the Ravens, kind of their own version of Bryce Young, uh, has been a, uh, excuse Bryce Callahan, um, has been a uh, injured player, but really good when he has been healthy, a slot cornerback as well. So uh, those are a few names that stick out to me. People are wondering a lot about Lyle Collins, obviously out of Dallas, and Zach Elberman wrote a really good article you could find on milehighhuddle.com asking the question, could Randy Gregory be recruiting ex-Cowboys teammate Lyle Collins? Um, that's interesting, obviously, for a lot of reasons with right tackle being a position of need. But uh, I'm here to tell you, I, they really are OK with their offensive line right now. I don't think they're going to mm -hmm. spend a lot more money there. Um, they're already looking at Tom Cop Tom Compton, who they got for basically a steal. Um, then you start to look at available free agents at positions in need. I'm a little curious about Joe Hayden at cornerback, mm -hmm. if I'm being honest. Now, keep in mind, he's an aging corner. So with that, I don't think he would be commanding a super big contract. So I really like that aspect from Rock Chalk about a value meal uh, receiver or a value, some cheap position in need. Look for an aging corner. Patrick Peterson's also out there a player that I really loved in his prime and is definitely slowing down a bit. And you talked about safety. Landon Collins is floating around. Um, Tyron Matthew, I don't even want to hear about it. They're not going to spend that money. They don't have that room, I don't think. So we'll just have to see as things go forward. But there are a lot of interesting names that are still available in free agency. And, Nick, as you mentioned, we'll start to figure this out a little closer to the draft, after the draft, and right around training camp. Yeah, absolutely. We got Benjamin Flores in the house. What's up, fellas? Gerald Garcia. Hello, Huddle. Peter Middleton. Always come in with the stars. Thank you for your support, Peter. Seven in the morning. Broncos for breakfast here. That's the other Ooh. show. You can uh, you can have Broncos Benedict or something there uh, for, for you <laughs> over there. Um, good to see you. We got Young Hog 806 coming in saying hello, hello. International uh, Gary Blah Blah. <laughs> Gary Blah Blah coming in from uh, Montreal, Canada. Um, good morning to you. If I remembered any lick of uh, French, I would say something to you in French. But alas, um, I did not pay enough attention in there. Uh, we also got uh, Chuck Island from the Pacific Island. Uh, go Broncos. Talking about our island guys coming in. Shy Vargas is in the house. We also got Roy Osborne. Master uh, Mike S. What's up, Master Bank? Been a great day for me. Happy watching my favorite show. I wonder what your favorite. Let us know what your favorite show is there, Mike. It's Thanks, uh, good Mike. to see you. Uh, ran also, into some Alabama people. I was traveling, um, obviously recently and ran into some Alabama people, multiple Crimson Tide fans and very passionate about their football, but couldn't be a nicer group of, of fans too to just talk football with around mm -hmm. the bar scene, around the streets, breakfast spots, wherever you run into a Crimson Tide fan in the South, they're happy to show their pride and have a good conversation with you. So I appreciate that, Mike. Thank you, man. Yeah, absolutely. We also got Holden Adams coming in. Good to see you, Holden. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for, uh, Come in and hang out with us. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out today. If you're just chilling with us, enjoying the show so far, make sure you uh, subscribe to us on YouTube and click the, the thumbs up or the heart react. Appreciate all the hearts coming in here. Uh, Holden says, what do you guys think of the injury for David Ajabo? Uh, we'll do to his draft stock. Any chance you could get him in the second now? I think there is a chance. Um, again, we're not going to. They're going to have a medical recheck on him really close to the draft so they can have as updated information as possible. Uh, if he does fall to you know, 60, uh, 58, maybe you're calling to move up a little bit to get him. Uh, the You're probably going to miss him next season, which is unfortunate, but you're talking about a guy who's probably a first-round caliber, definitely a first-round caliber pass rusher. So uh, definitely possible that he could go to the second now. Um, we'll see, though. It's just I, I feel really bad for him, man. Uh, David Ojabo suffering an Achilles injury in the uh, Michigan Pro Day doing uh, pass rushing drills. 
Yeah, man, that, that's awful. You don't want to ever see that. I'm trying to get to a few pro days myself in this next week. And uh, leaning on Twitter, right, the most important thing ever here uh, with Matt Miller, one of our guys, right, saying he made a few calls, texts this morning, um, and teams with multiple ones could still have him early. Quote, easier to swing on a redshirt guy when you have a one or two other firsts out there, said one mm -hmm. scout. So uh, kind of suggests exactly where you're at could be a late first early seconds you never know it all depends on if a team falls in love with a the guy then they'll go get him yep absolutely brian greenfield in the house what's up fellas with five dollar super not too much just having fun hanging out with you guys it's a it's a good night to talk a little ball it's a dreary here in uh seattle we're gonna go out it was my birth my uh, wife's birthday on tuesday but we're gonna go out with some friends tonight and celebrate at a brewery so it'll be a good time it's gonna be a good day also travis and it's always good to see travis travis some um, i saw you on facebook shout out to you on your weight loss journey man i know that's not an easy path but uh you know we definitely support you on that getting healthy and uh heck man i hear the broncos might need a right tackle so uh if, if you're in the market let's <laughs> let's talk um good evening nick and luke and scott in broncos country any rumblings in free agency or are we addressing the rest in the draft the Broncos are still making calls on uh, cornerbacks is my understanding. Now, who exactly are they going to sign? I don't know. I, you don't really know what cap space they have actually left uh, until everything comes through the league and then is announced officially. So like, I don't even know what the structure is of DJ Jones's contract is right now. That might've been released today. I know it's official, but I haven't seen the actual numbers and how they line up year by year, um, which matters. And also, right. You and I don't, structure. Yeah. I don't have the cap on it and I'm using spot rack, right? Spot rack, uh, com, obviously, but mm -hmm. you know, he got that three year, $30 million deal, but it doesn't show it, you know, tells you about the 20 million guaranteed, but there's no, there's no number to basically suggest what the cap hits going to be in 2022. Yeah. And that's the big one that we're talking about here because you can only structure your team so much. Otherwise you're going to be paying and, having to ask guys to restructure, which they've done. You look at Tim Patrick and definitely trying to save some money on the, on the front end there, pay him early and hope they can get a Super Bowl early with these receivers while yeah. they're under contract. And speaking of contract, Russell Wilson will be the next highest paid quarterback. I get that Matthew Stafford just signed a deal. Like we all thought he would, he just got rewarded, right? You win a Super Bowl, boom, you get a contract. So, yeah. uh, Watch out, Russell Wilson. He's going to get his money, and it's going to be here with the Broncos. Yeah, hopefully you pay him before uh, Justin Herbert's next contract, but uh, we'll see. Um, also, Kyler Murray, that's another one. I, I'd rather pay before than after. Uh, Todd Ostendorf coming in here saying, what about getting Carlos Dunlap? I would love to get Carlos Dunlap. Um, right now, the Broncos are on paper. It looks like they have, they have a really good edge rushing duo in Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb. But guess what? In the NFL, unlike cornerbacks who are playing, you know, 95, 100% of the snaps, defensive pass rushers typically are, you know, 60 to 70%. And that hasn't even been the case for Randy Gregory or Bradley Chubb in their career careers because they've been dealing with injuries. So uh, you need some more pass rush help, in my opinion. I think it's a pressing need on this team, another edge rusher. And while I like, uh, Jonathan Cooper. I think he's probably best as a fourth edge rusher. Um, I don't think, well, okay. So I really like Jonathan Cooper seventh round pick, not a great frame. Um, 24 years old, not a crazy athlete and already so developed with his hands. I think he's probably closer to a ceiling than most second year players are uh, considering his position and what he looks like right now. So um, he's fine. Um, he's going to be a solid player, but I don't want to lean on him as a first guy off the bench. Personally, I, you guys probably know I'm, I'm really not high on uh, Malik Reed, who is just, it looks like the blind side out there with him trying to set the edge against the run. Um, it's it's rough sometimes. And good for him getting after the quarterback, but you got to be able to do something in the run game if you're going to have much value. Uh, so Carlos Dunlap, I'd be totally about it. I think the Broncos would be very well off getting a power edge to complement uh, Randy Gregory a bit. And Carlos Dunlap's a name to keep an eye on. Uh, Jadavion Clowney, if that market yep. fizzles out, maybe he's one to keep an eye on. And I also think... Uh, Trey Flowers, who was cut from Detroit, another guy who could be a good rotational pass rusher. You need more. Um, everybody's freaking out about right tackle because the edge rushers here. I'm freaking out about what the heck we're going to do on defense, you know, trying to stop guys in the back end and get after the quarterback because of all these incredible passing offenses in the AFC West. Loading up on pass rushers is a way to stand out and uh, make sure that you can you have answers to these great offenses and passing offenses in the AFC West. Yeah, I like, J J uh, I like the clowny one as well. 
I think yeah. with Jadavian Clowney, he's 29 years old. He's got some injury history there. But uh, with Dunlap, you're looking, I think, at 32, 33, kind of like Calais Campbell, the, that old dog. I uh, would definitely be interested, but maybe you see when injuries occur, some of those old dogs get their names called. You look at inside linebackers, Kyle Van Noy is still out there as well. Uh, I think don't be surprised if you see them draft another linebacker, but they're very high on Baron Browning as they should be. Mm -hmm. uh, Josie Jewell coming back. That had to make you happy, right? Yeah. Uh, so Broncos country's feeling better, but there's still positions of need and uh, a ton of free agents still out there. Just like Miguel is weighing in on asking about Bryce Callahan. Uh, I just, I don't see it. I really don't. It, it's just been unfortunate in here for both Bryce and the Broncos, but it's been the story of his career. He's just not available on game day. When he is, he plays lights out and should be a pro bowler, but he's not consistently there enough. And that's not me speaking ill. That's just, it is what it is. And cornerback and defensive back is a position you're consistently going backwards. Age is not your friend on the football field, but it definitely hurts you and slows you down uh, when old man river comes up and pulls your legs away and you're a mm -hmm. cornerback in the league guys get exposed. Yeah. I would be fine bringing Callahan back on a short-term deal uh, one year or two year, just to give yourself some competency at the nickel position. You still probably want the draft, but that moves that nickel spot from being like, if you don't take it at pick 64, I'm concerned to, okay, well maybe if you take it with one of your fourth round picks uh, eventually, you know, you're going to have to lean on them a bit, but it's not a full season. Then you don't have anybody behind them as well. So I'd be okay bringing Bryce Callahan back for the right deal. I think my understanding is he actually has a, a decent market out there. Um, so we'll see if that comes to fruition, but I hope, I do hope we get him back. And mainly because that's the last spot on the roster right now, where I don't trust anybody that they have to fill in, uh, right now. I don't trust the soul. Everybody keeps saying they have a saying Bassey, uh, a saying Bassey, I'm sorry, man. Undrafted free agent. I Broncos country. I think they have a thing with uh, looking for patterns and it makes sense. But like just because Malik Reed is an undrafted free agent doesn't make him the next Shaquille Barrett. Just because the saying Bassey is the next undraft an undrafted free agent doesn't make him the next Chris Harris jr. Like just it's those guys are rare, especially for the positions they played to be undrafted, to be as good as they are. Uh, so Bassey doesn't do anything for me and at all. Um, he can't keep up with the crossing routes. He just he can't. So that's rough. Um, we got Kareem coming in too. How do you guys feel about the Chiefs signing Juju? Um, I think TikTok just got much more toxic uh, because we're going to have all the TikToks <laughs> with Juju and uh, Brittany and Jackson. But uh, it's a good signing by them. Um, Juju's a really good yak player. Um, he's not really good down the field, so to speak. But you got Tyree Kill. You got Travis Kelsey at the seam. Um, Juju's going to be able to, if there's, if they, if teams are playing too high shells, Patrick Holmes should be totally fine getting the ball to Juju in space and letting him, you know, make a couple guys miss and get some yards. So he's not a, an amazing receiver, but they didn't pay him to be an amazing receiver. So I think he's a very good third passing outlet and a quick game uh, outlet for them to get some yak. I was surprised by the move, not because he went to the Chiefs, but because it was just a one-year deal. And that makes me think twice. Like, what's going on with Juju that made the Chiefs maybe not financially commit? I'm just speculating here, but uh, I, they take a lot of chances on a lot of players regardless of their history. And Juju Smith-Schuster, say what you want about him, but he doesn't seem like a bad dude. The Chiefs have bad dudes on their team, but they win, so it doesn't matter. Uh, it's the NFL. It's not the Boy Scout League. I get it, but I would just expect this move to have been at least a two-year deal. So I have a little hesitation there, but I think it's bold. It's a really bold move, Cotton. Uh, we'll see how it works out for him. But you look at what the Raiders are doing. You look at what the Chargers are doing. This division is just the best in football, and it is so beefed up. And I think I heard Stink talking about it on the Denver Airwaves saying he's never seen it like this. Um, it, it's just absolutely stacked. He had compared it just like many others have to the NFC East of so many years ago where you saw multiple Super Bowls throughout the teams, and that could possibly be here right here in the AFC West. It's going to be awesome. Look for the Broncos to be back on primetime immediately. Maybe they could even get the season opener. How cool would that be? Would be awesome. I think I think the Broncos are destined to open up the, the first Thursday night game. Uh, which is, or not the, you know, the Super Bowl winner always has to play that first one, but the first one uh, that's on Amazon, uh, Denver at Seattle, calling my shot on that one. Uh, makes sense for the Amazon market, right? Uh, we got Dallas Fleury coming in here. I'd love to hear what you two have to say about Bobby Wagner. Uh, awesome. Bobby Wagner, good player um, for a long time. He's starting to be on the slide of his career. He's not somebody who you're, you're paying 
full price for him. You know, it's like the difference between buying a MacBook versus a Windows piece, a Windows laptop, right? Like you're paying the sticker price for Bobby Wagner, probably beyond what the functionality is of what he is right now in his career. So I wouldn't pay him personally. I think this team, it's, you're going to be playing a team that the big, the, uh, excuse me, (laughs) the big 10, the AFC West has essentially become the, it is the SEC, but as far as the offenses, this is like the Big Twelve. So you Ooh, need it's pass the rushers. SEC that gave that is crazy, right? Well, right. just a little bit ago, That's man, insane. we're talking about being a crappy division where the Chiefs just roll you. Yeah. A couple years later, here we are, man. That is insane. Just think about that for a second. Pinch yourself because yep. this is just—I don't know what Broncos have done. I don't know if George Payton sold his soul to the devil. Uh, it's just insane. I'm so happy. I can't believe the Broncos are relevant in this division. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, Bobby Wagner, I think the Broncos need to prioritize right tackle, defensive backs, and uh, pass rushers more than they do linebacker right now. Uh, I'm really excited about the trio of Josie Jewell, Baron Browning, and Jonas Griffith, and potentially a draft pick as well. That makes me, uh, I'm more interested in that than Bobby Wagner, even though he is a good player. Just not for me, um, for the price that he's going to be. We got Bryce coming in. Good afternoon, fellas. Michael Ronquillo coming in. Uh, good evening, Nick and Luke on MHI underscore pod, getting us at the uh, the Twitter version there. Uh, go Broncos. Thank you so much, Michael. It's great to see you. Um, and let's get into the topic here while we're kind of perusing it. I'll, I'll put it on a tee for you, Luke. We're talking mm-hmm. the Broncos quarterback room. The Broncos have made some moves at the quarterback position, bringing in Josh Johnson, uh, quarterback, had some some good games, I believe, with uh, Tampa Bay. It sticks out to me. I remember him at Tampa Bay. Um, and uh, a player that I think schematically and stylistically fits what the Broncos are going to want to do offensively behind Russell Wilson. Um, do you have any opinions on him? Obviously, they're not breaking the bank at the backup quarterback position, but why would you uh, when, he, <laughs> when you have Russell Wilson as your quarterback one? Surprised. I was really surprised to hear that the Broncos went with Josh Johnson. Obviously, Brett Rippon is a big hometown favorite, and we like Brett. People don't love Brett, but um, a a new quarterback was definitely needed. You kind of needed to start over, if you will, with the Broncos quarterbacks, and it feels like Russell Wilson kind of got his pick of the litter. Uh, George Payton could have went to him and said, hey, what do you think, Russ? You know, Russ wants to be included in decisions. I don't think that uh, George Payton is going to be asking permission from Russell Wilson for anything because he's a GM in his own right. But I think that respect is there. And you very well saw from what the Broncos have put out on social media. And Mm -hmm. it's really cool to see them do the behind the scenes footage of Russell Wilson coming to Denver, but he's recruited Josh Johnson here to Denver. So that's why he's here. Uh, I think he's, 33, 34 years old, if I'm not mistaken. You are correct. He was drafted in Tampa, I think, in 2008. Played with my guy Tyler Columbus, uh, I think, at the Shrine game. Tyler put out there on Twitter uh, a little bit before my time, before I was covering any of this. But it's just interesting because he's an aging quarterback. He came out when I graduated high school, and he's still playing. He played for Baltimore last year. Uh, I think in one game due to that funny little bug situation where Lamar had some injuries and I think Tyler Huntley or somebody else was, was out as well. So uh, it's surprising because this is a guy that came from the XFL XFL quarterback and uh, he's yeah. your new number two. He's excited. He let the cat out of the bag. So I'm really pumped. It's just cool to see guys get another shot. And it's really cool when guys like Russell Wilson, your all-star guy is, is campaigning for you to come to Denver. I mean, how could you not be pumped if you're Josh Johnson? You have to be. Um, I mean, coming in here, hopefully we never see him on the field except in preseason games or uh, taking a <laughs> knee at the end of the game. But uh, welcome yeah. to Broncos country, Josh Johnson. Uh, hopefully Broncos country treats you well. I think things are going to be a little bit more kumbaya here with the uh, – at least we can all kind of pull in the same direction at the quarterback position now. Now we can argue about things like the right tackle position, EJ coming in. Peyton should draft either Abraham Lucas, right tackle from Washington State University, or Bernard Raymond, who played left tackle for the Central Michigan Chippewas um, at 64. Definitely possible. I think there's a good chance that both of these guys are gone before pick 64. Uh, The thing about offensive tackles, and one of the reasons that historically they're gobbled up in the first 50 or 60 picks is that you don't have as many body types that are actually working in the league at this singular position where like wide receiver or linebacker or a cornerback, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, You can find different body types that can win. There are very strict uh, metrics thresholds typically for your offensive tackles, you know, six, three to six, seven, 33 plus in uh, arm length of the good uh, 
I guess, good body uh, disposition as far as the base. You know, they need to have that bubble butt. You could, you know, break the internet, the Kim Kardashian style, whatever that was when she had the milk going back there. You need, there's a very specific body type um, for the offensive tackles. So a lot of times, and there's not very many good offensive tackles, period. So a lot of times the guys who actually can fit that role to function in the NFL gobbled up quickly because there's very specific, tangible metrics that teams lean on. So Maybe Bernard gets there. Excuse me. Lucas gets there at 64. Um, I would be surprised given how he tested at the combine, how he looked at the senior bowl, uh, but we'll see. Yeah, I like I like Bernard a lot, actually. That, that's a uh, yeah, Lucas, man. I think he's going to go pretty early. Um, Bernard, though, that's interesting. That's really interesting. Now that that uh, you mentioned it, EJ, I like it a lot. I'm going to do a little bit more looking into Bernard now that you mention it. But I, I know that his combine measures were off the chart last time I checked. So yeah, uh, ran a really a good 40. I think he had around 30 reps on the bench. So, yeah, you got to find those offensive tackles. But it's really hard because not all athletes translate into great blockers and great football players mm -hmm. and right tackles been a position. The Broncos have been trying to figure out for years. The good thing now, Russell Wilson's right-handed. So he's going to be able to get that quick release that he's known for out. He's going to be able to scramble out and get rid of the ball. He's going to be able to, you know, slide when he needs to. He's one of the most cerebral quarterbacks in the game. So the Broncos do have that working for him. And don't be surprised if you see uh, internal competition on the offensive line as well. Uh, Bryce is weighing in here. Thank you for joining MHI, Bryce. Really appreciate the support. Bryce Parisian, I hope I pronounced that correctly. Collins left Cincy without a deal. Uh, has another meeting been set this week? I wonder with who via Mike Garafolo, obviously referring to uh, Lyle Collins. Where do you think the big man is going to end up? Because it looks like all eyes across the league are on trying to land this very coveted and what we expect to be well-paid star. Yeah, um, my guess, it does not sound like it's Denver. Um, you hinted at it earlier. I think a lot of the fans want Collins and are up in arms about it. And uh, I just laugh because you'd being upset about the tackle position now rather than quarterback. It's just, it feels like we're second world problems. So uh, God bless you guys. Um, it's I'm really happy to be here arguing about offensive tackles. Uh, it sounds like the Bengals offered Collins a really big contract um, still, but he's still leaving. Bengals are kind of weird about how they set up their contracts and the guarantees. I'm guessing it has something to do with that. Who is that second team? My bet is it's Miami. Um, there's a lot of smoke that Miami's looking to pay a right tackle big money. Uh, I think that Collins is, that's the next team he's going to interview with. And uh, I think it'll come down to Cincinnati or Miami in the end. Ooh, Travis is going to come in here and answer this one for me. Jacksonville. Why? Because they just, they're on a spending spree. Uh, yeah. It's just insane. But Nick's exactly right, guys. You got to figure out where teams are with their cap. And it it's hard to do it right now because the figures haven't been released. We're starting to figure out what some of these contracts look like, but the cap numbers that has to be determined. Um, we're talking positions of need as well. And there was one comment I wanted to grab because I think tight end is something we definitely need to look at in the NFL draft. You can always find a litter of tight ends every year, but Trey McBride, Nick, I love him, but I don't think the Broncos are going to be able to snap him. Uh, um, um, seceding, you said it earlier, first rounder. I said, I think he's going to go second round, but I just, everything I'm hearing in the scouting community after his pro day, it's just going to be insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, uh, I wouldn't draft a tight end even probably until pick 96 for the Broncos. Russell Wilson historically doesn't really utilize the tight end to a high volume. Uh, so if you can get a guy who's fine there, I'm, I'm not worried about it. I think you need, again, we talked about earlier a better right tackle or more competition at the right tackle spot, um, more pass rushers, more coverage guys in the back in the defensive backfield. So those are the positions that I'm, I would be leaning into myself uh, rather than a tight end. I think that a tight end is a little bit of a luxury. If Trey McBride falls you to 64, you know, draft good players. Um, that's especially picking 64. If you like him enough. Oh, you're amazing not going to use a tight end that much. Amazing yeah, player. That's, that's I fine. mean, amazing. There's no way he's going to be there, but I just, Noah Fant's gone, and I get it. We like Albert yeah. O, but there are some concerns there for me in the in the injury history, and I don't know. He just I expect him to be the man one day. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. man, you got to have some young talent up and coming and developing. And maybe you're right, Nick. Maybe that's where you don't use a premium pick and you try to grab a sleeper somewhere in the fifth or sixth round. Historically, the Broncos have done very well at developing tight ends. We'll have to see 
how well Nathaniel Hackett wants to utilize the tight end position. Because obviously I think about Bob Tunyon up there uh, doing big things with Aaron Rodgers and what that Green Bay Packers offense will look like here in orange and blue. We just don't know yet. And we're going to yeah. get a little bit of a preview here with some OTAs, rookie mini camps, and eventually training camp. But uh, we can only speculate right now what the, what the ultimate offense is going to look like next fall. Yeah. Brandon Reagan coming in $5 with the, uh, Nice little motorcycle there. I don't know if is it, is it okay to call that a crotch rocket or is that disparaging? I don't, I'm not in the motorcycle life. So, uh, cool bike pick 64. We stay there. Top five tackles are gone. Do we go with the best available tackle or do we select a different position or trade back? Uh, if somebody's calling and you don't like the guy that's there, definitely I would be fine trading back. It's hard to know, um, given what the, the package is. Let's say somebody's offering you a third, a uh, middle third rounder this year and then a third round pick in 2023. Yeah, you need to start to recuperate some 2023 draft capital. I would not be surprised at all if you see Peyton maneuvering the board a lot and uh, trying to get some future assets because the Broncos are thin in 2023 draft picks right now, far from the 10 that he wants. Uh, definitely, 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 definitely do not just sit there and take the best tackle available because your top five is gone. It's like, oh, we have to take one. You do that, you might as well just light the pick on fire. If you get, if you hit on that, you just got lucky uh, because that is just an absolutely terrible process. Um, you need to trust your board and don't panic and don't pin yourself into one singular position all the way down at pick 64 in the draft. It's bad business. It's bad practice. Uh, don't do it. That's, I cannot, bold flashing lights, bad idea. Don't do that. Um, so that's where I sit on that one. Um, thank you for your comment, Brandon. What do you think? Luke? Oh man. Yeah. It's the position you have yet to figure out. I mean, Calvin Anderson is that okay. I mean, I like the way he played last year, but you can't tell me that that's the answer yet. And you're looking at how improved the pass rush just got in this division. You're exactly right. Right. Tackle is definitely a position of need. There are, there's a ton of them, especially in the first round. Now, Think back to what George Payton said when he was initially brought to Denver. We are going to be in on every big deal and big player. Well, let's look at that for literal sense. They need a big player, a right tackle. If George Payton falls in love with the right tackle and he sees one slip to maybe the bottom of the first or early second, don't be surprised if he goes to get him. He moved yeah. up heaven and earth, not really heaven and earth, but he moved up to go get a running back in the second round last year, yeah. all right? A position that should be devalued, and if it's not, talk to the Cowboys on why Zeke Elliott is just paralyzing this team with his contract, uh, but if he's moving to will up or move up for a running back like Pookie, he's definitely going to move up and try to grab a right tackle this year because we think he wanted Spencer Brown last year. We really think he did. And he Brady didn't. Christensen too. Yeah. And, and he even alluded to it in one of his pressers. We talked about it before I left on vacation a couple of weeks ago. And it's like, mm -hmm. man, George Payton kind of kicking himself a little bit there and he doesn't want to throw any of his current players under the bus, but he knows right tackle is a position they've got to figure out. Randy is weighing in. Thank you for joining MHI. He's Nick Kendall. I'm Luke Patterson. Get it, Nick, at Nick Kendall MHH, at yours truly, at Luke Patterson LP. Hey, guys, as far as wide receivers and tight ends go, I feel Denver's fourth in the division compared to the other team's rosters. Your take, please. Not wide receivers, obviously. I'm not going to get it after you, Randy. I think you're going with the tight ends here. But you're looking at Darren Waller, who should do a lot better in a Josh McDaniels offense. But let's be honest, Devontae Adams is going to be commanding the ball out there. Um, Noah Fant, he's gone. That's why I'm trying to campaign for another tight end because I'm a little worried about Alberto's history. And I know mm -hmm. the Broncos just signed a tight end. I'm spacing on who it is right now. But they're not exactly they're, – they're a traditional why basically. Mm -hmm. um, so you got to look for another playmaker, but what say you, Nick tight ends, where do the Broncos rank in the division with the chiefs, the Raiders and the chargers? I'm going to just lump this in as pass catchers, uh, playmakers, and you're not including running backs. Cause that would kick, uh, take the Broncos up a good bit with Javonta Williams, but the uh, wide receivers and tight ends, I'd put them third right now. Um, I really, and this is with the asterisks that we have not finished the off season yet. And we have not finished the draft yet. Uh, Right now, the Chargers have probably a better one-two punch at pass catcher with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. But after that, I mean, it's Josh Palmer. It's who knows who at tight end for the uh, Chargers. And I don't really trust their depth at wide receiver. Now, that being said, with how the Chargers have attacked free agency, they could go there at pick 17. And if Jamison Williams or Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson is there at pick 17, maybe we have a different conversation because that would be a really unique trio of weapons for uh, Justin Herbert. But I put the Broncos third. 
uh, in that right now, which is, hmm. that's fine. Um, you know, you have a good quarterback. It's just, you don't have the most dangerous pass catcher in football in Tyree kill and the best tight end in football in the chiefs. And you don't have the best wide receiver in football in Devontae Adams is one of the best top five slot guys and a top five tight end in the Raiders Broncos. Luckily they, it's not just the pass catchers. that's going to make a difference here. Uh, I think where the Broncos need to close the gap is uh, trying to come away with the best defense in the division right now. I'd probably put the chargers over them. Uh, even though the chargers are very much, built on sand, so to speak, because they have some injured players that they're going to be leaning on. Uh, Mac, Bosa, and Derwin James have dealt with a lot of injuries. And also, uh, what is a 29, 30-year-old cornerback in J.C. Jackson? A little bit of panic there, but um, I think that's where the Broncos can make a difference in this division is uh, if they keep loading up on the pass rushers and uh, pass cover guys. So uh, thank you very much for the question, Randy. We appreciate you. Uh, hope you're doing well. We also have uh, John D. Herrera coming in. What do you guys think of Tyler Algier uh, running back from the University of BYU? I like Tyler Algier. Uh, you guys probably, if you guys are psychopaths like me and like to watch 10 billion clips of quarterback play and not only just watch the throws, but watch the entire thing to see if he's checking or anything. Uh, Tyler Algier was the running back that you saw getting a majority of the carries when watching Zach Wilson at BYU. Um, he is a, a good size running back, good athlete. Um, can't really, I don't think he's the best in the pass game right now. As Even though he has the size, I don't think his pass protection is field ready right now. Um, and also I don't think he's much of a pass catching back. That being said, I'm, am I going to be using my running back and splitting him out against into the open field? Or am I going to be keeping in the backfield trying to get guys in the box and using them for play action? I think you have more value with that in the pass game for running back than actually uh, flexing them out and using them in space. So I would like Algier um, round five of the earliest though. I he'll probably go round four, um, but I'm not looking to spend big on a running back until probably round five. Yeah, I think his profile, like at least physical profile, is too much like Javante Williams. I think the Broncos have to look for some speed, and Mike Boone will be a good in-between. Kind of the speed and the power. Uh, Boone, I think, is just going to be a smooth operator. I think you and I have both said multiple times, we're really curious to see what he can do in camp. Uh, running back could be another position where the Broncos take a flyer. Um, I, I think it's interesting that Melvin Gordon hasn't been re-signed and uh, everyone's coming in hot with, you know, we got to re-sign Melvin Gordon. Maybe they do. I'm not one of those people, but um, obviously Melvin Gordon wants to come back now more than ever with Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it's just insane how things change. It's insane how Russell Wilson, the Russell Wilson effect is just like the Peyton Manning effect, every, everything else. And uh, it, it's just one of those things where it's, we're not even close to done yet. Uh, the draft is right around the corner, but expect more free agent moves, expect some more trades even. Yeah. And you never know what George Payton has up his sleeve because he moves in silence, man. That yeah. guy, there's yeah, it, that is so airtight out there. And we're used to hearing things. It's hard to hear things with George Payton, man. And uh, he swings for the fences and definitely earns his keep. Yeah. Absolutely. Low bellow coming in. Luke, you might be able to help with this one a little bit. I am out in the Pacific Northwest, so what couldn't tell you, but uh, new to the area, any suggestions on the best place to watch the draft Colorado Springs area? I know that's not really that close to you, Luke, but uh, you might have some suggestions or maybe the community. I mean, that's one of the great things about mile high huddle on this channel is that I'm sure there's some people in the community that have some suggestions. So hopefully you are yeah. crowdsourcing guys. Any, any suggestions for low bellow here? Yeah, here we go. Here's a free pl free plug, right? My guy Chris Fusely at uh, Blake Street Tavern downtown in downtown Denver. It's an awesome place. Also, sports column right there on Blake Street. Uh, some really big happenings in these bars and restaurants. They need us, folks, especially after the last couple of years. So Broncos country is going to benefit from that as well. Not only merchandise like all the Russell Wilson jerseys you're seeing right now, hottest jersey in the league. And I, I don't even think the league has put it out yet. I think I, they're just like another website that I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say, but uh, it's just fascinating to see how Broncos country is waking up. George Payton called him a sleeping giant. Well, mm -hmm. you're going to see some, some trickle effects. You're going to see a full stadium. Training camp is going to be insane this year, Nick. I, I don't know if I need to like, go the night before just to get a good parking spot or what, because it's going to be just absolutely crazy how things have changed overnight. Kareem yeah. Gomez is weighing in. He's been a huge fan of the show. Very active in our comments, guys. If you have a comment, a question, uh, anything you'd like to say, go ahead and drop it in the MHH chat and we will get to you. Uh, Kareem asking which Broncos player will make a name for himself in 2022. Oh man, this is a great question, Kareem. Uh, somebody that sticks out to me and it's somebody who 
you guys should know about. And if you've listened to me, I've been screaming about him for a while. Um, but uh, he's a really underrated player and things should be a lot easier for him this season. Draymond Jones. Uh, last season, he was the Broncos best pass rusher on their defensive line. And that is in spite of the Broncos not having a lot of plus opportunities as a pass rusher uh, with third and longs and playing with the lead. Broncos go out there and pay DJ play, uh, excuse me, pay DJ Jones. That should free up Draymond Jones a little bit. Bradley Chubb should be healthy first. I mean, Peyton keeps saying first healthy offseason for Draymond Jones in two or three years. That should help a lot. And then you get Randy Gregory and also the other side of the ball. I don't know how much you listen to Randy Gregory's press conference, but they didn't, he didn't talk that much about the defense. He kept talking about how important it is to have offense on the other side. So that way the defense is in advantageous situations to hunt the, to hunt the other team's quarterbacks. And yeah. uh, Draymond Jones should have a lot more one-on-ones, a lot more third and longs and uh, be able to pin his ears back more. So I think Draymond Jones is a dude also contract year. Everyone alert. Woo. Contract year. Draymond Jones. I think he has a chance to make him a name for himself and make some money. Yeah. I think he's going to be making money elsewhere considering what the Broncos just did with the, the defensive yeah. line. I'm looking at Randy Gregory. You said it, um, doing some traveling. So I wasn't able to ask in the press conference. It drove me nuts that everybody was asking about Randy Gregory um, and some of those character concerns just because it's like, yeah, we get it after the first three or four questions. The question I wanted to ask was, you know, how did it feel to mix it up a little bit with Garrett Bowles and Dalton Reisner? Because I can't wait to see that here in the mm-hmm. training camp. Um, I think that this young man has definitely improved. He was getting busted for weed and stuff like that. Players aren't even tested, I don't think, for that anymore after the new collective bargaining agreement and Colorado and all that stuff. Vaughn Miller had a problem with that earlier in his career. He just got paid by the Buffalo freaking bills, believe it or not. So I think Gregory's definitely improved and he's got to go earn his money too. Um, He had three forced fumbles last year, six sacks, 15 solo tackles. And I wrote about him in one of my keys to victories against the Cowboys about how they needed to watch Randy get Gregory. All eyes are on Micah Parsons. But when you go back and watch some of his film, he has a high motor and you got to like that effort. And I'm really hoping he makes a difference. Yeah. Absolutely. Our Powell, who will be available in the third round out of Chad Muma from Wyoming and uh, linebacker nope. Troy Anderson from Montana State. <laughs> Probably neither of them. I guess it's possible because this is a deep linebacker class. There's going to be a bunch that come off the board. I mean, you can talk about Damon Clark from LSU. You can talk about Leo Chanel from Wisconsin. Uh, you can talk about all three of the Georgia guys. I mean, there's there's a lot of good, talented linebackers in this class that are going to be going day two. So somebody's got to fall, right? Or or all the teams are kind of blinking at each other saying, well, I like a lot of linebackers left. I don't want to be the first team to take one when another one might get there to my next pick. So uh, we'll see. I think Muma and uh, Troy Anderson will go round two, but definitely possible that they will fall because the linebacker position is getting devalued in today's NFL. I think Muma is going to have an absolute beast of a pro day i can't wait to see him i'll be up there in laramie everyone's looking for the next logan wilson after watching the Bengals. and wyoming's been putting some great players in the league for the last handful of years heck the last decade really if you want to look back at it definitely respect for uh Craig Bull and what they're doing up there. But Chad Muma, man, I love his instincts. You also look at Christian Harris. I don't know how fall he how far he would fall. I think he's going to be on the rise here as well. But it's a deeper linebacker class, like you mentioned. And mm-hmm. the Broncos already invested with Baron Browning in terms of playing time. And I mean, heck, he was the he had the green dot. Nick. I mean, like these this is huge. So they're not investing so much as a pick with Baron Browning as time and development with Baron Browning. And I think that speaks volumes. And they're just excited to see what he's going to do with Josie Jewell. You also yeah. look at what the Broncos did with signing the young man out of Philly, the leading tackler on the Eagles team. I'm spacing on the name. Help me out here. Um, number 40. Was he number 40? What for position? The linebacker from the Eagles, the Broncos just signed. Oh gosh. I all I know is that I was up in arms because Mike Cliss said he's starting opposite from Josie Duell. It's like, no, he's not. <laughs> no, he'll um, Anderson. He, he'll be a huge special teams ace. I'm gonna try to pull it right now here because uh when you're a leading tackler in the NFC East, there's tons of talent out there. I know the record doesn't always speak to it, but uh for me it just Alex kinda, Singleton. Alex Singleton. Singleton. There you go. Yeah. Singleton. And you just start to see Singleton, Browning, Jewel, what the linebacker room looks like and where it's Mm going to go. Addison asking the question, $1.99 super. Thank you so much. Any news on Collins, the big man from Dallas? Uh, 
sounds like Collins is leaving Cincinnati. We do not know exactly where he's going to go just yet, um, but uh, I don't think it's going to be Denver, guys. There are a few names to keep for the Broncos at right tackle. Dennis Kelly, I think, is still very much on the table. I'd also keep an eye on uh, Riley Reef, who the Bengals cut after injury but has some scheme experience in the outside zone. I've always um, liked him. Always. Yep. I wanted him when Minnesota was trying to get trade offers for him a couple of, uh, I think last season, last training camp even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can't stay healthy, but you have Tom Compton there in your back pocket as well. So maybe it's worth it to swing on him. There's also uh, Brian Bulaga, uh, Brian Bulaga, Iowa, as uh, the all the nighttime games when he does the thing. They have all the, all the uh, what is the montage of him saying that. But it's bargain bin, short-term, one-year options at that position. Uh, Tom Compton, luckily for you, he's a really good run blocker. He's a good backup, and he's versatile. Um, can play four spots along the offensive line. So you can kind of... You can go with a guy who has a little bit of injury history there on a one-year deal, not the Juwan James paying him a big contract uh, when he's injured, but a one-year kind of situation, kind of like Jared Valdir when they brought him in. You know, it didn't really cost you very much, and he was right. in here, and he didn't get hurt. Hey, thank you for your one year. We bridged Later. the gap until next season. God bless you. Um, So that's I think that's more likely there for the Broncos at right tackle. And guess what? Uh, the Broncos now have a franchise quarterback. They do not need every single team to be a perfect all-pro player. Um, when you don't have the quarterback – their your margin for error and roster building is thin. You have a guy now. Um, you don't have to be perfect at every single spot. So when I heard about the trade, and obviously we thought Drew Locke was going to be a part of it. I'm I'm riding around the shuttle, having a cold pop or two in yeah. Florida, and I'm thinking about you, Nick. And I'm thinking, oh man, this is awesome. I'm sure Nick loves Russell Wilson, but now Nick has to deal with Drew Locke and in, in Washington and all those things, and and obviously Metcalf showing some love to Drew Locke. And I, hey, man. God bless the kid. I hope he does well out there. I'd love to yeah. take a few shots, but it'd be awesome if Drew Locke worked out. But um, what about the rumors you're hearing? Are the Seahawks still in the market for a quarterback? Because I think at one time I thought I heard him say something about Baker Mayfield. I know he wants to try to go to Indy. Yeah. Obviously, Deshaun Watson is now a Brown. Are the Seahawks still in the market? Because they definitely have some trade capital to part with if that's the case. It does sound like the Seahawks are in the market. They've been linked to Jameis Winston. They've been linked to Matt Ryan. They've been linked to uh, Baker Mayfield. Um, it sounds like they do want to make a move there. If not, I would expect the Seahawks to maybe tank the season, um, finish the top five pick next year, maybe even the number one overall pick. Uh, that's the level of issues they have surrounding that roster. Um, and, you know, a quarterback who hasn't proven anything in the league yet so uh that's that's a possibility but they're definitely hunting right now for a quarterback option to come in and compete with drew lock uh we'll see it's too bad that teddy bridgewater signed with miami because it would have been funny to take this show uh to the pacific <laughs> northwest for a year but uh alas um can't that's not happening broncos sunshine coming in ten dollar super thank, thank you so you. much broncos sunshine formerly broncos 17 and 0 formerly broncos number one overall pick Love you. I recognize the picture. That's why. Now currently uh, Broncos Unlimited. Broncos Unlimited. Uh, I'm lost on who the Broncos pick at 64. Thoughts? Um, I have two guys right now in my head that I'm very interested in. Actually, three guys um, that I'm going to throw out here at pick 64. A, I'm not sure if the Broncos will be picking at pick 64. Uh, we'll see what happens there. I could see them getting aggressive if somebody falls that they have a high two grade on moving up and getting him. Or if they have one position away, we need this guy. We're going to go for it. Maybe do that as well, or they could trade down. But um, 64, some names that stick out to me that I'm interested in are Abraham Lucas. We talked about him earlier. Offensive tackle from Washington State. Uh, performed really well at the Senior Bowl. Had really good testing at the Combine. He's played in two different systems, and as well as the air raid system. Good mover for the outside zone. Probably some work to do as far as blocking in the outside zone, but that's okay. He's not going to get your quarterback killed because he's a solid pass protector. I really like Josh Pascal. Uh, from Kentucky. He's a little bit short, um, but he's like 6'3", 265. Um, he's led the SEC in tackles for loss and run stops over the last two seasons. Um, he beat cancer and came back um, to join the uh, Kentucky Wildcat team. So he's he's considered a big, big emotional leader for them. And he's got some inside-outside versatility as well. He's really good against the run and setting the edge. And then if you line him up in a one-on-one -on -one situation against a three-tech in passing downs, he eats him up. So I really, I really like Josh Pascal. Um, and then another name I think you should keep an eye on Broncos. One remaining need, one remaining dire need on this team right now is who's going to play the slot. They don't have anybody right now. Uh, saying Bassey can't keep up with crossers. Defense. Um, they, they, yeah, they just, they don't have a slot player right now. Nate Harrison, people keep saying, what about Nate Harrison? Nate Harrison's a free agent. He's not on this team. He can sign with anybody. Um, so I think an interesting slot player is Jalen Petrie 
from Baylor. Uh, apparently, mm. people love this dude. His uh, tenacity, his intelligence, his attention to detail. He's technically a safety, but he mainly lined up in the slot. And uh, if he's there at pick 64, I think if you want to live in a 4-2-5 base kind of defense, he's one that bridges the gap between the cornerback there as that slot player and a linebacker there in that position. I really like uh, Jalen Petrie there as well. Mm. I like Sanders, the kid out of Cincinnati on the edge a lot. Uh, 6'5", 230, I believe. He's got some some raw talent in there that I think he definitely needs some polished up. But I love his love his film. Uh, I like his reach. like some of his testing scores. Christian Harris, I think I mentioned, linebacker out of Alabama. But you know me, I love to reach, <laughs> especially for those linebackers, um, just because it's a position of need. Chad Muma, talked about him earlier. Um, all the pro draft mock simulators and stuff like that are going to say Trey McBride's there. He's not going to be there. And if he was, I would move heaven and earth to go get him in the second round. But um, it's just one of those things where we've got to wait and see because it is a new day in Broncos country, Nick, which is why uh, we've got 396 people watching us right now. And John Day Herrera is always trying to help beef that support up saying, let's hit a hundred likes at least. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool to be back. It's cool to have so many eyes on us here on MHI. We're starting to wrap up the show and we're going to start getting some final comments from you Broncos country because it's a new chapter. Yeah. We're literally in the middle of history right now. George Payton got to go to his first combine after hitting a draft out of the park last year. Drafts aren't only graded on just one year. We've got to wait and see, but things are looking up here in Broncos country. Let's get to William saying, I watched the Randy Gregory presser and was very impressed. I thought he would sound and act more thuggish. He sounds intelligent right now. I like it until he proves otherwise. I absolutely agree. Uh, I think that instead of hiding from his issues or saying, you know, deferring to his agents or anything like that, he really got out front and said I was immature. I had to surround myself around my family. He went as far to say that, you know, he moved his family in with him, his parents. I know he's got a wife, a daughter, and he just matured as a young man. And he had even mentioned and joked to the press and I wasn't I wasn't there and I wish I was. But uh, he had said, look, the Broncos asked me harder questions than you guys are asking me. So, you know, that George Payton got into some of the nitty gritty because he's always talking about thoroughness. You got to know who these players are. George Payton is bringing good guys into this team. Uh, the Broncos are not going to be among the top 10 for players arrested with Russell Wilson in this locker room and now with Randy Gregory in, on the team as well. Yeah, Randy Gregory, uh, when it sounded like the Broncos are going after him, I actually went back and watched a few of his games. And I will say his tape, and maybe it's because when I a lot of times when I really break down players, I'm scouting for traits more so than production because traits tend to translate more to the NFL level than actual pure production, which is crazy to say, but I mean, that's tried and true method. Uh, So Randy Gregory's traits pop off the damn screen. I am, Mm -hmm. I'm not kidding you, man. His movement skills are insane. Um, I know that he's had issues with staying on the field, staying healthy and also his weight as well. He came, I think uh, Nebraska, he measured our weight in at like 225, which is really concerning for how light he is and how tall he is. Uh, I think he's up, you know, 240 now, 245, but his combination of burst, balance, flexibility, and length. I think he has like 35-inch arm length. It's its really, really incredible to watch. So he's only 29 well, years old. He's getting paid less than Von Miller and Chandler Jones. His yeah. contract is essentially a two-year deal as well, where if, let's say, something goes wrong, he's easy to move on from after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, is, this is a really good contract and one that – the floor is obviously lower than a Von Miller and a Chandler Jones, but there's, I, I'm honestly going to say with his age and everything, I think he has higher upside than bringing on Chandler Jones or Von Miller right now. Uh, Cause the, yeah. and also he hasn't played very much. I mean, he's still young from mm-hmm. a wear and tell wear and tear perspective. So uh, this is a heck of a signing. I think Mike Renner of pro football focus said it's been the single best free agency signing any team has made all season, wow. given what he got paid. Um, no team has come close to this. He was, he was the best, he was the guy that every team should have gone after as a pass rusher. So um, I'm really interested to see how it looks. I do think that they still need to bring in an edge rusher who can help him on first and second down when you're leaning into obvious rushing situations. But man, I'm really excited to see what Gregory can do. 
Yeah, me too. And Will's getting beat up on saying th- people are like yeah. thuggish. The reason why he looks thuggish, folks, is because he was coming from the Cowboys. <laughs> and uh, we just we don't like him here in Broncos country. So I'm going to I'm going to help my guy Will out there. I, yeah. I completely agree with you, Will. He handled himself like a complete professional, a gentleman, intelligent family. Yeah, he's, he's and talking to about his parents and his, uh, you know, just spoke no, from don't the heart. Judge a book by its cover. Right. That's yeah. he's. Seems I can't, like an intelligent dude. He looks kind of like Lamar Jackson with his haircut, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I see some Lamar, but when you're talking about what does he look like, to me, he looks like a throwback. And like I, I want to say a shade of Simeon Rice, maybe, um, mm-hmm. just because obviously Simeon is a sack master and loved watching him. But let's get to Flat Earth Trini, a $10 super. Thank you so much. Nick, what do you think the Broncos' chances are against divisional rivals? Man, right now, I think you'd have to squarely put them behind the Chargers and the Chiefs, in my opinion, just because there's so many unknowns for the Broncos right now. Right, New scheme on both sides of the ball. Um, Yeah, you know me. I'm a Justin Herbert truther. I think Justin Herbert is absolutely incredible. Um, And that team last year, they were dire against the run. But guess what? It's pretty easy to flip that around uh, when you have cash to throw at it like the Chargers have been doing. Um, They also they had a night and day difference from what they wanted to do schematically going from Gus Bradley to Brandon Staley. Couldn't be more diametrically opposed. Um, So now you've had another offseason kind of get the Brandon Staley defense in there. Um, And there's just less variables with those teams. The Broncos, new coaching staff, new quarterback, new schemes, blah, 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 blah. It's just you don't know. So Broncos easily easily could finish number one. They could finish uh, fourth right now. I'd put them third, um, very close to the chargers. Very, very close to the chargers. I know this is a Broncos show, so that's not going to be well-received. Oh, chargers going to charger chiefs. are going to chase until they did. Yes, they Bengals are. We're going to bangle until they, they got to the super bowl. You know, that's nah. you don't know. You don't know. Yes, um, I do. And the chargers are garbage. Justin Herbert is the only thing that's decent. Khalil Mack does not scare me. He's an aging yeah. pass rusher. I'm saying that right now because they're not playing the Chargers right now. But uh, no, man, that that Chargers team yeah. is stacked. You're exactly right. And you're looking at their wide receivers. And I'm just I'm not an Eckler guy. I'm really not. But here's what I'll say. The Broncos are no longer going to be swept by the Chiefs. That silly yeah. beep ends now. Russell Wilson said, I am here to play the best. I fear nobody. And I think that's why he is ultimately here as well. And when yep. you've got Super Bowl winning quarterbacks like Russell Wilson and, and Pat Mahomes, uh, it's just insane. I've got my daughter already begging me to take her to her first Broncos game because she was just little, man. She was little when they got blown out by Russell Wilson. Uh, maybe he could make it right now that she's eight and she's starting to come of age. And it's just insane when you're going to be able to see two of the league's best squaring yeah. off at least two times a year. The Chiefs garbage that ends in Broncos country. I can say that without a doubt, they will split a game with the Chiefs. Yeah, hundred percent. So, what's Vegas have, Matt? I think that's probably the best way to look at it. Ooh, Chiefs, Chiefs are number one. Um, Chiefs are number one to be the best. You got to beat the best. Chiefs have won the division. Got every single year since uh, Peyton Manning left, I think, or maybe every year but one. Um, so, Chiefs number one, and then um, number two is actually tied. The Broncos and the Chargers have the same odds. And then number three, number four, I guess the Raiders Uh, Raiders have the worst offensive line in the division right now. And they also have the worst back seven uh, defense. So and the worst head coach, because he's giving up an arm and a leg for uh, obviously the best wide receiver in the league. But you do that for quarterbacks, Josh, you don't do it for wide receivers. I mean, who you get Derek Carr. Okay, fine. I get it. It's college reunion, but Raiders, man, I, I love it. I'm feeling a lot better with what they're doing out there. Yeah. Absolutely. John Clay Evington coming in here. Hello, gents. Hello to you, John Clay Evington. Um, two linebackers I'd love to see the Broncos draft are Chad Muma and Troy Anderson. Thoughts? Yes, uh, we talked about yes, them a little bit yes. earlier. Two good linebackers. Um, no doubt about it. There's a lot of good linebackers in this draft class uh, to keep an eye on, but those are two that are relatively local. If either of them is at 64, I know the Broncos paid Josie Jewell. I know they really like Jonas Griffith, and they really like, uh, um, excuse me, Baron Browning. This is why you want to fill out your needs prior to the draft, because then if there's somebody you love at a somewhat of a luxury position, you jump at it. So do the Broncos need Chad Moomar, Troy Anderson next year? No, they are okay at the linebacker spot for next season, but that doesn't mean you should bypass a guy who's ranked higher on your board than other players. So fill out your needs before the draft. You still need a slot cornerback. You still could probably use another defensive lineman and a safety, maybe another uh, right tackle as well, though you could do the, Cam Fleming, Bobby Massey. We didn't get one in the draft, so who's still available after the draft kind of mold there. Um, but uh, definitely, if those guys are there at 64, I think you you need to think long and hard about it. 
Broncos need to, yeah, cornerback's another thing. We haven't talked about it enough about in the draft, but free agency, go get yourself a Joe Hayden and see what Darby can do on the inside. I know it's not ideal, but you don't want to move Pat Sertan. He's going to be dominant on the outside like he's continued to be. Yeah. But move Darby in on the slot and maybe have him out there with Baron Browning roaming. Uh, I'm interested in seeing what that looks like, even against the tight end. But Chad Muma can cover. Uh, I like where your head's at, John, because you know linebackers, and that's yeah. something that the Broncos, I think, need. We're just going to have to see where they get one. Uh, yeah. We're starting to wrap up the show here. Let's get to Dearborn because here we go. Speaking of corners, what corner do you think we're going to get? Stefan Gilmore. Nick, I've seen a lot about Stefan Gilmore and Broncos country pining for uh, this defensive back whose name seems to pop up every other year or so for the Broncos. What do you think about Gilmore? What do you think he'd cost? I, I don't think it'd be that much considering, again, he's an aging corner, just like Hayden and some of the other cats that are out there on the market. Yeah, I think Gilmore's still going to get a decent contract. He was pretty good last year for the Panthers, and I think the reason he hasn't signed yet is because he's looking for good coin. Uh, I think that, in the end, it's going to make some people kind of roll over, but I think the Raiders, he's going to end up on the Raiders. They need cornerback help so badly. I know they traded for Rakiasin, uh moving Yannick and Gakwe to the Colts. He's a number two. You, they need another guy as well. So Gilmore is interesting to me. He's probably the best cornerback left, but I'm looking for somebody that you can save a little bit of money that is probably going to play the pure slots position. Bryce Callahan still interests me there. The Kiwan Williams from the 49ers. He's 31, but mm -hmm. he's been really good uh, for the 49ers for a number of years. Uh, Jason Verrett, he's had some injury history. Again, you're talking about guys right now that this is this is where they are. It's the injury stuff, but uh, Jason Verrett is interesting when he's healthy he's pretty darn good um chris harris jr i would he's probably bottom of the list for me but one that is possibly uh an option as well mike hughes is still young former for uh first round pick i also believe he was a george payton vikings first round pick as well so he's a possibility and then uh, tavon young another name to keep an eye on all these slot guys probably not going to command a lot of money but at least give you an option in the room where you're not sitting there scratching your head like i don't know what we're going to do next year and people keep saying uh, what about Ronald Darby playing the slot and moving out Jamudi to the outside? Darby's had one healthy season in his entire career to date. You need a backup behind Darby and Sertan that you feel comfortable with in the AFC West if you're going to keep afloat. So as much, I'm really excited about what Ojemudi can do this year. No doubt about that. But I don't want him being in the starting role this season until he earns it because he's going to see the field because somebody's going to get hurt, period. Yep, injuries always roll around, but you know what else rolls around? Karma in Chiefs Kingdom. Broncos country is coming for you. I absolutely love the energy I'm seeing in there. The AFC West is wide open. Mm -hmm. I cannot wait to see how the rest of things unfold. That's a wrap for tonight's edition of Mile High Insiders. Again, guys, you could get it, Nick, at Nick Kendall, MHH on Twitter. Yours truly, at Luke Patterson, LP. Feel free to reach out to us anytime via DM or just tweet at us. If you want to get and become a fan of the show on Twitter, that's Twitter at MHI underscore pod. The mothership, of course, at Mile High Huddle, milehighhuddle.com, where you can also go ahead and pick up uh, some swag as well, if you'd like, in addition to reading all of our our content, our written content, our podcasts, wherever you download them, grab some gear, grab some hats, uh, all kinds of fun stuff with the spring upon us. Spring's officially here, I think, first day tomorrow. Yeah. So all of our Facebook lovers and subscribers, we appreciate you guys. So subscribe, like, and share. Um, and we're going to get some giveaways going, guys, on this next show. We had so much fun. We were without our brain trust, Scott, um, tonight. So we're trying to just do the best that we can. And Dylan's going to make sure that we get out of here on a good note. Great conversation as always, everyone. Make sure you hit that like button on the way out. A little bit goes a long way. He's Nick. I'm Luke. This MHI. We will see you next Saturday night saying go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.